and welcome in to another episode of the Making Mark Wrestling Show on the Time More Podcast. I'm your host, Mac Moore, here again with Wade Christensen and Ethan Raby. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Hi. Solid. Yeah. You guys you guys excited? I mean, we should be more amped up than this, considering this is the go-home show to WrestleMania. Ooh. We should be. We should be. We should be. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly I'm excited. I just think the buildup this year is just almost like last year, just a little underwhelming. But I'm not worried because yeah. I think like the last couple of years of just like, you know, oh, they don't even give a shit this year. And then like the show, the actual show has been killer. So I'm not even worried. I'm just ready to watch WrestleMania. No, and I think the like the top, you know, the, the, the main event matches like in the past have, you know, maybe it's hit or miss or maybe of, of the top tier matches. It's not everything seems too exciting, but really like the best storylines they have going right now are they're like three main events. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I for me definitely looking. I'm always worried with the card size. You know, you get 14 matches, mm-hmm. and I'm not worried about Is the length. Down but to like, 14 now. I thought it was like 17. Uh, it's at 14, or no, man, I'm looking at last year's. So 15 okay. and two are pre-show. So you get cruiserweight and women's battle royal. That it says pre-show at least for the uh, wiki card that they have up. But then yeah, that would leave 13 main WrestleMania matches. Yeah, and that's a lot. And I'm not, once again, not worried about time. Like, if the show started at noon and ended at midnight, cool. We're going to get time to each one of the matches. The tough thing is, what's going to be, like, a five-minute little schmoz? Yeah. And what's going to get the time that it needs? And that always worries me. But like you said, I think they did good last year. That was one that, going in, I think a lot of people worried about. And the only negative was fans shitting on the main event. Like, other than that, they ran everything uh, pretty damn good. And... I, I think just looking at the card, it, it's a better card to me. Like there's when you set up those three main events that the fans really want, you know, they said they'd give the fans what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They give you Becky Lynch in the main event. They give you Kofi facing Daniel Bryan and you didn't even know you wanted it until a month ago. And then they give you uh, Seth Rollins facing off with Brock Lesnar. However that ends, at least that's the guy that they picked and they didn't just shoehorn Roman back in as soon as he was healthy again. So they gave them what they want, but as you move down the card, then there's something for everybody. There's I want to see AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, and that was one that Ethan didn't even want to watch as you know, we talked about it last week until and, they start cutting and, promos. And again, I'm I'm all in on that match now. You know, if, if even if a title had been in the picture, cool, that I might have been down still. Like it was I think originally I just didn't want another Randy Orton title picture yeah. kind of thing. But again, like the things that they can come up with between, you know, Rumble and Mania, like the the entire Kofi Kingston angle, which has become the most popular and like compelling thing going. Like, all right, cool. Like they've done a great job. Yeah, and Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, you put Roman in a position where I don't think there's too much worry that you're going to overdo it quickly. I mean, he's got the fans on his side right now. It's exactly where Vince uh, would want Roman Reigns' position. And in this case, but don't push it. Don't try to move him up the card. And instead, you still give him a good match mm-hmm. with Drew McIntyre. I think it's shaping up to be one of the more interesting matches. Uh, you start going down the card, and even stuff like Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio kind of has no build, and I still would want to see that match. I'm perfectly fine with that being on the card. Something like uh, Shane and The Miz, uh, they're playing it as best it can be. Miz still can't wrestle, so I, I guess it doesn't matter. But you know what? If, if you're going to do that, they have played it about as good as they can. And then, you know, Triple H versus Batista comes out of nowhere. and Into it. 
I, I'm, I'm totally into it. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Like, the worst thing on the card that anybody wants to shit on, uh, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. And that, I mean, we're, we're not going to talk about that immediately, but I know that, uh, Wade, you have a certain take that uh, we're probably just going to have to clash over it because it's the first time we, we're on different sides of this uh, Baron Corbin divide right now. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Obviously, as we get talking, uh, we'll, we'll try to make it down as much of the card as we can. But clearly... Uh, there are only a handful of matches that need us to deep dive into them. And the number one, the women's triple threat main event that honestly, it was what the fans wanted, but it took some weird turns over the last couple months. And then as they got really close to WrestleMania. Well, I don't even know if it's what the fans wanted. They, they wanted. It's Be- what we wanted. They wanted Becky in a main event match, whether yeah. it's the exact thing. Fans don't get to decide whether Charlotte's involved or not as a triple threat. Yeah. Shut up. That you, you don't get to do that. Well, and I think it, we called this match as far back as SummerSlam. Uh, no. By, by Survivor Series, Survivor we, Series. we were for sure that, saying this is what's going to happen at yeah, WrestleMania. It's, it's it, going to be these three. It's definitely, it was after Survivor Series because up until that moment, for all we knew, it was just going to be the one-off. It was just going to be Becky Lynch for Zeronda at Survivor Series. It was only the injury with Nia Jax punching her that it pushed yeah. it so it could last long enough to get here. But we did figure Ronda was going to be facing the the SmackDown woman because, like, well, who else is going to be? It's got to be one of them. It's got to be Charlotte. It's got to yeah. be. So I think before Survivor Series, it was just going to be Charlotte. Then we saw that, okay, it had to be Becky. But while fans were like, it's going to be one-on-one, I think we were like, well, no, why wouldn't you have Charlotte? She's been part of this <laughs> from the get-go. And, you know, you need her. You need her for events. Like, when you're yeah. setting up uh, this match and you want to, to get some real heat on it, uh, you want Charlotte to try to knock Rhonda's head clean off uh, when she's in the back of a squad car. Because, holy God, was that segment on Raw. Uh, I, I think initially, uh, if you're uh, very um, cynical, you're going to see those fake cops coming out. And you're like, well, this is about to get shitty yeah. real quick. Yeah. Uh, but they get them in the handcuffs. They're still fighting. I love that Rhonda really is like, whether you know, you want to believe the shoot that she's doing when she starts doing the breaking kayfabe bullshit. I, whatever your opinion is on that, I like that when she's fighting in the ring, she now is like, oh, yeah, I showed you. I can do the wrestling yeah. moves. You I, didn't care. Like, now uh, what am I doing? I'm ripping you to the ground, and I'm just swinging away. And like, it's been a good time. I like that she changed her arm bar, too. She went, she's done both. It's like a real arm bar, though. No, like, she's, like, she's like, done both, like, like the Stephanie McMahon arm bar, like when she first started doing yeah. the arm bar in WWE, it was this weird kind of goofy arm bar. Now it looks like a much more legit arm bar. I, I will say this. When people talk about legit, there was this argument that like Becky's was more legit, and I think that's fucking nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, Ronda's isn't a UFC arm bar, mm-hmm. but she's still taking your arm, bending it backwards, and putting it behind your head. Yeah. Try to do that without somebody, like, torquing it. Just do it yourself. Like, I, I don't know if you guys yeah. are more flexible than I. I, 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 I that shit hurts. I can't scratch it back of my head. So imagine so. you did that, and then Ronda's pulling it to try to rip it off. Yeah. Uh, the move still looks like it hurts. It's just not, like, you, you bring in a real UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. It is a little ridiculous that she wouldn't just do a normal UFC armbar. She has done that recently in recent weeks, but she's not consistently doing it. She's still going back to that weird kayfabe armbar that she's been doing. But yeah, the whole argument that Becky's is like more realistic is just so ridiculous. Um, what I do love is when they fight and they get in the back and they're still kicking each other. They did a good job on something mm-hmm. that I thought would have been not good. You're you're mixing in like six fake cops. You have three superstars in handcuffs. Fine. All they can do is kick each other. Like, you're going to get to a point, especially, you know, I, I assume we're past uh, people criticizing women in weird situations, but it just seems very catty as they're, like, 
half hitting each other. To and me, like, it just seemed like poor police work. Like, all right, these well, three are fighting. <laughs> Maybe keep them more than two feet away from each other. Yeah. Like, go in different directions. <laughs> Don't put them in the same fucking car. That, yeah, the, like, the, the same car was hilarious. And then they get that face off and they again, look at each other. Face, kayfabe criticism, like, these are terrible cops. Yeah, they're not very good. <laughs> like, uh, I, I like, Rhonda did a good job of kicking Becky first before kicking the window out. Yeah. So she made it seem more real. Because, like, at first you're just thinking, okay, she's going to go for the kick and do that because she knows she needs to knock out that uh-huh. window. She gets in. She gets in some pretty good strikes on, on Becky. At this point, I don't know whether there is an actual real heat. That's what they want you to believe. Yeah, right. They're doing enough to make me believe it because there's some strikes there. Even before Charlotte tried to decapitate Rhonda, like, that got me <laughs> very, very quickly. Yeah. I was in it. I, like... At first, I, I was like, mm, I hope and, this is good. It was good. And, and regardless of, like, what type of action it is, that's what you like is, like, you're like, you know it's a work shoot, but as long as it's still, even if it's still a work, if you know these people actually don't like each other, like, shoot, don't like each other. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing I think that made, like, Sasha and Alexa work as a feud. Yeah. was like, all right, these people really just legit don't seem to enjoy each other at all. Like, they don't, like, that's what kind of added a little bit to it. So, like, all work, work shoot, is it reals, and all that aside... That actual, like, all right, they're both working through it, but just don't like each other. Like, meh, yeah. all right, that's cool. Even that's if cool. they don't then, like each other, then, you know what I do now? Right now, at the very least, Rhonda is pissed. She might not be pissed at Becky, but she is mad right now. Yeah. And she's going to do what it, like, it, it's not, you know, going rogue. And they, they always ruin shit with however they try to label it. Michael yeah. Cole just yelling, going rogue. <laughs> but just the way she's going, like, she is, like, this isn't what we saw from her for six months. Like, she kicked it into a different gear. Like, if we're going to make it where it looks shoot. She's stepping up. Yeah, she's not breaking Becky's face, but some of those rib shots, they look mean as shit. Yeah. Like it's a it's a good time. They they have uh that segment where it is a little clunky and ridiculous, but by the end of it, like, man, I, I love how Rhonda no sell the knee from Charlotte, where it's like very quickly she's yeah. she, her yeah. head's out the window, but it looks like she's <laughs> bleeding. And I was like, now, now I do want to see them fight because now yeah. there's going to be uh, a, a return fire from Ronda yeah. on Charlotte yeah. at WrestleMania, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out. That was literally the only part of that I didn't like, and even my brother pointed out. He goes, "Oh, the great sell by Ronda," <laughs> um, but I loved that segment, yeah. start to finish. Like it, it felt clunky, but it, like more than anything, like they've kind of done this. Oh, the police are coming in. That's been their thing for a while, but this felt like the good old days when yeah. the police came and arrested Austin and they got him handcuffed and he's still flipping the bird in the handcuffs and like shoulder checking McMahon, like the handcuffs, like it felt like that again. Like it had that sort of like, it, it had stone cold energy, bro. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was good. And like, I, you know, it's weird when you're trying to figure out with Austin, it is Austin. He's the yeah. one doing it. And yeah, now yeah, yeah. you clearly have a power struggle that is happening backstage where, all right, Becky gets to look cool. Then Charlotte gets to look cool beating up Rhonda. And then yeah. Rhonda's like, right. I want some of the fun. And so now you like before it'd be like, okay, we got to figure out who's going to take the heat. Charlotte became the heel. I thought it would just be her. And instead all three of them are going haywire. All three are just throwing some reckless shots. And we were talking about Becky being reckless with the crutches. Yeah. This is with punches. This is with knees. Everything they're doing, they're yeah. like, hey, I'm not going to try to uh, Nia Jax your face, but I'm going to get but pretty close. I'm going to let it rip. Yeah, that's good. I love it. It's, lo- it's a good time. I, lo- I love being able to watch a match and being like, ooh, that was a little <laughs> stiff-ski. Um, so, yeah, like, and that's what's made this whole, like, this whole feud between the three of them great has been like the stiffness and the recklessness and the just like just legit going hard and like 
that's what's made everyone like all of a sudden like like a year ago no one gave a shit about the women's division they a couple of them said they did the same ones that said oh, like they're really into Mojo Raleigh but then now, now we have a reason. Like, like yeah, there is a, a really reason. weird comparison, but I get what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. I was reaching. I was one with Aiden English. Um, I, I would say, like, at the height, when you have the Charlotte, Sasha back and forth on Raws, there, there, that is like, okay, this is really, really good. But it's, like, on the same level as, like, a top uh, men's match, but uh-huh. not, like, oh, this is what we're watching for. This is the draw. Yeah, and until now, this is the first time you, you could make the arguments before, and you'd be wrong. This is the only time they've been the draw. Yeah, and for sure. They they got there, you know, yep. at SummerSlam when Becky mm-hmm. took over, and then it thought maybe it's just about Becky. But now there's segments where Becky's not necessarily involved. Yeah. When Charlotte is getting the crowd reaction, Ronda, whatever the you know, maybe it's not what they wanted when they were trying mm-hmm. to make her a face, but she is getting a hell of a heel reaction from fans. And the, all three of them are bringing that fire every time. Before it looked like it was just going to be every week. Okay, we're going to overcrowd yeah. Ronda with Becky Chance. Now it is literally a response to each member of this triple threat match, and I like that. So does this mean at summer or at a Survivor Series they're going to stop saying that it's the only time of the year that Raw and SmackDown go head to head in competition? <laughs> it depends on what happens that's, when they move to Fox. That's that's I like that's like another like hidden gem of this feud is like. Maybe it killed one of the worst catchphrases in WWE. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. I like how you like to pretend they're going to do this because it's rational. Uh, I, like uh, how, I like how you make fun of my hope. That's nice. And like, they are going on last, correct? It's I'm, main event. Because like, we yeah. for sure called that. Like, you like, can't say main event. Like, I yeah. know we've had this conversation where it's like, well, CM Punk doesn't believe it's <laughs> yeah, the main yeah, event. Yeah. Let's see. And wh- whatever's the truth there, when you say this is the main uh-huh. event, it's got it. It's the last yeah, match because that's yeah. what oh, it yeah. means. It's that's the advertisement. Because yeah, we for sure called that. Like it's this is going to be yeah. the match with the three of them, and it's going on last. Yeah. Um, good. I'm glad we called that. Got it. We got, got one. It. One of fifteen. You we did it. Got it. We did it. We're so good at this. Uh, so I want to say they last week obviously. Uh, Charlotte won the SmackDown women's title, took it from Asuka. I know fans are a little bit upset. I got to ask you guys how you feel about adding the women's title to the mix, the SmackDown women's title. I, I don't know what else you were going to do with it in that short time frame. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and not to say anything negative against Asuka, I think that Asuka kind of just got lost in the shuffle, which is unfortunate because she's great. But I think it's better than having like a weird, like, speedy three-week burn to a few to be a, a WrestleMania a match. A three-minute match with right. Mandy Rose for no reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it makes yeah. more sense to add the title to this, just make that women's yeah. triple threat that much more important. I agree. And the, the, clearly, the card is stacked. You could have done something with Asuka with the SmackDown women's title, if not for the fact that there's 15 matches on this card. Like, yeah. there's no point in getting her out there for two minutes. Uh, I, yeah, does it suck that she goes from last year, the, her undefeated streak ending and then having what it was a fairly lackluster year. And then just as it looks like they're going to try to build her back up, they take the belt from her and give throw her in the women's battle Royal. That sucks, but it's kind of just how the business works. The part about that that makes that okay is I think you can look at Oscar and say, Oscar's going to be fine. Yeah. I really think Oscar is going to be fine. Um, Definitely doesn't have the same prestige that she had on NXT or in her initial run on SmackDown, yeah, but I, I she'll agree. be fine. She's so good. She'll, I think she'll be okay. Um, you know, it's not like this massive, you know, it, it, disservice to the wrestling industry, but it, it, again, at the time, in the time frame of, of what you're trying to build to this already stacked card of 
15, 17 matches, what else? We, like, again, do you want like a three minute match between her and Naomi or her and Mandy Rose or whatever they're going to do? Yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense. I wish they would have taken the belt off her earlier, though. I think we were I think we were all yeah, speculating yeah, yeah. on like, well, what the Oscar's kind of left in the dust. She has the belt and she's not part of this storyline. If you take the belt off her earlier, then there's more build up to that, you know, main event match. There is less of the speculation. Sure, you're going to have people shit on this idea earlier, but at least we know where it's at. We we don't have to sit there and like wonder why is the SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, you know, chop liver. Like, why are Ronda with the belt coming on SmackDown? Why is Becky and Charlotte running this while they're in a uh, you know, program with a Raw Women Superstar? Were the only SmackDown matches are maybe Oscar gets out there for a second to just you know beat the crap out of some you know not important talent. You could have just pulled that away earlier mm-hmm. and that would have helped the build to the WrestleMania main event. And, and you know, I love a good title for title match, title for title for, you know, triple threat, whatever. That's all good too. You don't see those very often. You know, you think of some of your more historical ones and cool. That does add a little bit to it. And maybe, it, maybe it's one of those things that it doesn't feel like it's a huge addition to the match now, but in 10 years, it might kind of feel like more of a factor, yeah. you know, having those two belts involved. Not to go too sideways, but uh, they announced the SmackDown tag titles being four-way. Usos, Ricochet, Aleister Black, The Bar, and then Shinsuke and Rusev. Raw tag titles are not on the card. Uh, would it have made more sense to make that the double title match? Like some sort of like championship scramble yeah. where you actually get them involved. Where now you've you've thought about both women's titles and you've found a way to make it work. I'm going to say that it was, it was a net positive. But would it have been more important to find a way to get both tag team belts onto the show instead of continuing to devalue that raw tag team championship. I mean, at this point, who cares? Um, So yes, I guess is the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is like, if you're going to have, that might be more interesting is if you have one men's tag team title rather than two that, and yeah. it fits it with lost, the women's. Yeah. It mirrors that. Yeah, uh, I think that would be team. that'd be really nice. If you're going actually. to do divisions, I've heard the idea of like unifying the women's out. I don't think this has anything to do. I think they're just adding the SmackDown to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that if you were to do something like that, the women's need both titles throughout the year because when there's not a title on the line, they do a very bad job of keeping these different women superstars involved. They well, just yeah. fall by the wayside. And you need two storylines happening, one on each show with belts. I think the tag team division could be one that goes from both shows and just kind of fits what they're doing. And with that too, uh, like I see it as with the women's titles, not an op- uh, an opportunity to unify. I see it as an opportunity to keep your biggest star on both shows. Yeah. So that's what. So are you saying Becky wins? You're making the prediction right now. You're talking about Charlotte, right? <laughs> Ronda is, uh, Rousey is, is Mandy Rose not in the match? <laughs> I might still be confused. So, yeah, that, that's going to be the interesting uh, part is right now. And for me, it's hard to, like, distinguish between the three, like, top matches with fan favorites. And it. it's hard to, like, for me, it's like uh-huh. you got Becky, you got Kofi, you got Seth. I don't think all three can win, even though the fans are going to be pissed off if not all three win. But, like, which ones need to win? Which ones should win? And for me, I, I've been going back and forth. But I think it's just Becky. Like, I think I, I get the scenarios where, okay, it's Charlotte as a heel and you just keep adding to that heat. I get where it's Ronda where you think it's a she's leaving, but it's a swerve and she, she may be leaving, but it's not right after WrestleMania. I get all those ideas. But when you look at everything they built, as much as the Kofi storyline might be the hotter one right now in terms of the fan reaction, 
I think it's Becky. I think Becky has to have that belt. That has to be the the WrestleMania moment, especially it's going on last. If it's the closer, yeah, I think I think it does. I, I just don't know how and, you you. And Vince loves to troll, so he'll probably do it anyways. But I just don't know. Like if you're building everything else up, I could see both Kofi losing, Seth losing, and fans don't riot the way they would if Becky walks away. With the them. way the way I kind of see these three angles playing out is Becky winning at the end is the the end all be all closer close of the show. The one time of the year they use pyro, you know, like that's that's the moment. And then with Kofi, that's the 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 feel good moment um, if that happens. And and then with Seth, it's you know got the most. I think Seth's uh, forward progression in stories probably has the most potential of all three of those. I also and then it's not even just Seth's progression, but Brock Lesnar tapped yeah. out. And I don't mean like the fans where they're like he's not here every week and the, like Brock. It doesn't make sense to do anything else because the only next step for Brock is facing Roman again, mm-hmm. which is just a bad move by WWE. Like, it's not, like, you and, were taking a gamble you don't need yeah. to make. And? What's the end? That's just what they do. It's Roman. <laughs> I know, but, like, in this case where you, like, it's different where before they're like, we know how you react and we're just gonna go, like, yeah. head first. Yeah. When you actually have Roman where you want him to be, it's just tough to imagine them just going into that and being like, yeah, I, I think it'll work. <laughs> you know, hopefully. Like, you're risking too much. You're risking less before where you just keep going ahead because what were you going to lose? You want Roman to be a face? Fans don't want it. It's never going to meet up. Now you have fans cheering for the face you want. Mm-hmm. you got to make the right moves. So that's where I think Vince would finally not make the wrong decision. But maybe right. Maybe Vince he, is just old, senile, and he'll fuck it up. I think where I see the most fan satisfaction is is Kofi winning. I think that that's where you see the most fan satisfaction. And you can have him lose the title the next night or two nights later on SmackDown. And that whole saga would still be worthwhile. Well, do you think? Whereas, the, the, with, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was gonna say, like with like uh, Ronda, Charlotte, or Becky, any of those moving forward could be interesting. And then with Seth moving forward with the Universal Title, that's like a whole new world of possibilities. So you have kind of as far as like forward progression moving mm-hmm. with each of those titles is a, a different outlook. Well, like, well, which do you think is is more likely to happen here? Uh, the fans cheer Roman when he beats Seth for the title because Roman's getting his title back. He's in I, remission, y'all. I think there is a feel <laughs> good. I think there's a feel good moment of uh-huh. our SummerSlam Roman versus Seth. And if you play it the right way, I think it's going to take him that long. I think the way that you play it, yeah, I you think you should do it that long. Yeah. And so it probably you probably should. You have them build up. You have them do that match, and because there's a, a feel good to it, and as long as Seth makes it where it's like, do, do, you know, Vince will try to screw it up and like have one semi play a heel, and like don't no. have it be this two brothers going at it, and they're happy to face each other in the spirit of competition or whatever dumb shit, and they face each other at SummerSlam. And yeah, you're more like you're still risking it because mm-hmm. it's like we're on Seth's side. If we have to pick yeah. one, we pick Seth. Yeah. But, but but if you can play it that way, and that's a lot safer bet than Roman going up against Brock again. That's and, a long time with that, no that, title. That's something mm-hmm. that it is, but also like you get that, you know, you talk about WrestleMania moments or SummerSlam moments. You think of like uh, Hitman versus Davy Boy. You know that that finish to that that title match, like that's something that you would kind of have. That's your goal for Seth yeah. versus Roman. And it's like, but that the only reason that happened was because it was in England. If it was in any other place, it wouldn't have happened. You mean as far as like the the fan hype? Yeah. Of and you think if you put Seth and Roman against each other, it's just going to be purely a Seth crowd. Probably. Like Not, I th- I think that's a good way right, to make well, them turn on Roman again. Let's just watch your face when I tell you that SummerSlam is being held in. Pensacola, Florida this year where Roman Reigns is from. How about that? That doesn't help. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) 
does nothing for me. No, I, I so I, I I see where your point is, but I would still say like if I'm risking it, I think you have a better odds of pulling that off with mm-hmm. a feel good two faces. Yeah, Roman and Seth and yeah, because the the Brock thing, it's just gonna be this is the same song and dance. But you know the best part of all this, we don't know what they're gonna do. It's true. That's the best part about yeah. wrestling is when I can't go. Oh well, this is obviously with, what's with gonna happen. three co co main events. Yeah, you know with. They could all go different directions. It's all unpredictable. That's what makes it fun. Also, exactly. It's it's. I'm still going. Seth wins. I still like. Mm, I, I, I Seth, so. Seth either wins. Foolish or, man. No, but if Brock wins, <laughs> Seth is like out of commission. Yeah. Like say yeah. it's something where Brock just lays just into him, him and there's a kayfabe well, yeah. injury where he's out forever. And so now did, did Roman you not see has what to. What he did to Roman at WrestleMania last year. So my point when is, he split his ass <laughs> wide open, and then Roman's there the next the night. Hero? The Roman's there the next night. Right, we gotta, uh, and we Seth will be there on Monday the too. No, but Seth needs to not be there. It needs he to be Roman. Be. Roman's fighting for Seth, and so the the that that is. I don't know why you're laughing, knowing this is the storyline. This is exactly what they'll do. They roll Seth out there like a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> Yes, I perfect. need my big dogs. <laughs> so, so I'm glad we figured that out. Just uh, like Emily from Clifford. We we're going to talk about Kofi as the next yeah. one, but since we're already fully into that, uh, I you know we don't know the outcome, but we know the build, right? I, it feels like a classic hype that mm-hmm. they've had for this match, where not nothing too crazy, but a couple good face-offs. Obviously, yeah. Seth is talking more to Paul Heyman than he is to Brock, because Brock doesn't talk. But they they just let they're just letting they're testing Seth to see. Is he that superstar? He's just getting to cut his promos where they're they're mostly scripted, but it's also a very Seth promo. You know, they don't need to push it further than this. Seth is being Seth. Paul Heyman is promoting Brock in the same way. And be excited for this top match. How have you felt about that kind of understated buildup that they've had between these two? I'm going to start with you, Wade. Um, I mean, Paul Heyman does his perfect Paul Heyman promo, as always, where he doesn't tear down the opponent. He builds the opponent up, because mm-hmm. if you say your opponent's shitty and then you beat him, big whoop. But if you say he's shitty and you lose, you got beat by someone shitty. So Paul Heyman is, like, the best at that. Um, I, Like, I think it's been hyped up fairly well. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I wasn't trying to do a negative in that description. Yeah. I just mean they're they're not pulling out like last year with Roman. It was mm. like handcuffs with steel chairs. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, now yeah. we're letting oh, them yeah. we're letting the match speak for itself, which I think it has. Like I'm not saying they yeah. haven't done. It. And I actually think Seth. I was a big critic of him for the last mm-hmm. couple of years in terms of his promos. I think he's finally met that level. He's, like, he's getting get, there. He's, yeah, he's he knows there. his character. Yeah. It's not the best character. I don't love it. Yeah, but he's finally doing a good job doing that character. So I've enjoyed it. Ethan, what have you thought of the build up? Um. No, I agree. I think that his, uh, like you said, he's found the character. It just needs some seasoning yeah. of, of what he's already doing. You know, like he's he's gotten in the right lane, and it's still kind of a new version of him. Um, I, I do think it's not that, that new. He's been doing it for two years. Well, no, I think he's doing it better though. Is yeah. the thing? It's like like this version of him is is new because it is better. It's because it's, <laughs> it's not enjoyable. awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, with putting it nicely. Yeah, like, that's. Uh, he got rid of the the snidely whiplash laugh. <laughs> yeah, that was a big um, plus. And uh, you know the only the only drawback to it is that it just hasn't been viewed as the main event. Um, yeah. And and you know and that's mm. not even a drawback. It's just it's just yeah. I think that people's attention is elsewhere. Um, but it, when you actually do watch those promos and those segments, they're great. They're just not you know the the nine forty five segment on. Yeah, it hasn't been as good, good as the Becky stuff. That's exactly. for sure. That, that's yeah. the only um, thing. But that's a, it, on its uh, own, though. If you, if you, like not just comparing apples and oranges, if you're mm-hmm. comparing just just 
just this, just yeah. this, what is what is him and Paul Heyman been able to do since Royal Rumble? Yeah, has been great. I and you know you said it's not as good as the Becky stuff. I think the the median for them has been better than the Becky stuff. I think there's been times where it has been very underwhelming what they've done with that main event that should have been easy to have the home run. Yeah, and then obviously though with the star power that they've had, their top moments. They, there's been nothing in the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar buildup that's touched it. So obviously, and the way you build up a match, when we watch that little uh, promo that they're going to have at the, you know, before before the match goes on, obviously the ones with the high spots are better because you can just cut and put it together and you can build up this epic match. And I don't think there's there's not a single moment like as good as Paul Heyman is. Yeah, it's mostly the same promo, and there's not there. It's it's still gonna be good. It's still gonna get me hyped. But there's nothing that's gonna be like, oh yeah, this is like a blood feud. This yeah. is very important. It is just they they, they kind of uh, the best angle they had they did early, which was Seth Rollins explaining that you face the little guys and they all gave you trouble. But now I am like the ultimate like little guy who was going to use his speed to overmatch you. And they did that early, but that, that really got me psyched for it. Like that makes sense that, that, that is a bigger buildup instead of just doing a couple months of the buildup that ties in like the last year of Brock Lesnar facing little guys and Mm -hmm. having epic matches with them. So all of it kind of made me really excited. This would be the type of match that if it's any good at all, this is the one I'm going back to watch. Maybe it's not the one who got me psyched for this WrestleMania, but it is one that's built up and it's built to stand the test of time. There's no weak parts. Like, like I said, with the Becky Lynch stuff, there were times where it's like, what are you guys doing? Why are you trying to ruin this? This one was, (laughs) it never got bad and never had problems. It was just kind of straight across the line. But not in a negative way. They, they, it still got me. I'm, I'm hyped for it. It's not boring. But it also doesn't have the pitfalls that they had with that main event triple threat match. So, yeah. Good, yeah. Quiet. I, I mean, good I mean yeah. Was that a question? No, I was. I, was, I thought somebody <laughs> would jump in with something else. supposed to have a counterpoint to that? <laughs> no, like an, additionally, I don't know. Like, I, I, good, uh, I do all the work putting the rundown together. I thought you guys could help and maybe just come up with new things to say. All right. I mean, no, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, the My last... plan was to come in here and read the rundown word for word. Cool. So. Cool. I'll type it all out. Like, if I need you to be a fucking robot puppet, I'll fucking do it. So, uh, any shield I, appearances I, I've, I've in this pl- match? I've played a robot puppet before. Um,. I mean, it's possible, but I doubt it. Like, just because it's it is like a main event spot. Like, yeah. like there's usually not a whole lot of fuckery that goes on in those spots I, at WrestleMania. Yeah. You would have to have it be at like WrestleMania, def- like defensive fuckery yeah. of somebody who's interfering now, on Lesnar's behalf. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get that. Now, if we were talking about other main event match, like a like, let's say a Kofi Daniel Bryan match, now I think there will definitely be some going ons back and forth there. But um, with this match, I it's just gonna be like. Straight up Seth Rollins versus Brock, I assume. Yeah. yeah. And, and, unless, unless, I mean, Brock just starts giving him that elbow to the forehead and starts just beating the living hell out of him. Then maybe Dean and Brock come out and they just get F5'd also. Yeah. yeah I, see, the, the big thing is with Dean, I would be more likely that he shows up for Roman's match. Yeah. But now they really do. If they, and then if, finally turns on Roman and goes back to being an awesome heel. If it's a work, <laughs> they this is the most covert they've ever done because now they've mm-hmm. literally got it. We're at the last moment. I have no reason to believe Dean is even going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, at this point. So if they've done it, they 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 got me on it because uh, I we were we were saying work for two months and then now we're at the last little like stretch and I'm like, there's going to be no Dean Ambrose. No, nope. this is this is sad. Um, maybe he'll be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Maybe, 
That, that, that's That'll better. Re- rejuvenate his love for you know the what? WWE. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe just don't have him on the show. That's a better option. He's got that fire again. <laughs> All right. So you, you were talking about you know fuckery and main event level matches. Mm, we're going to talk about. As I do. Uh, the Kofi title match that uh, basically he needed uh, fuckery from his partners to earn it for him. Obviously, mm. they had been doing the little build up where uh, one, New Day just kept stepping in for Kofi and Kofi's really only cut two promos where one, he had to cut off the the New Day from talking so he can get his promo in. Uh, he ends up having a gauntlet match where he seemingly is one before Vince sends out Daniel Bryan to be the last competitor, shuts him down. Following week, New Day gets put in a gauntlet match where they actually do uh, get the, the victory to get Kofi into the match, which is interesting where we have all this Kofi deserves it, setting up where Kofi didn't earn it, at least the, the, the way Vince set it up, mm. the task he put in front of him. Interesting little uh, wrinkle to that. Plus, had the Usos uh, bow out of the match in respect to the New Day, which I think helps. That helps the Usos. They're kind of where their morals are, where they stand. Helps the tag team division. You kind of see this camaraderie there. And then also just helps that storyline push New Day forward, and they end up going on to finish that match and get Kofi in there. So now we have the contract signing where Kofi and Daniel Bryan face off, and Daniel Bryan gets to say, you know, you didn't earn it. You're basically riding the coattails of these younger talent, and you always be that B-plus player, which Kofi then gets his second promo where he gets to tell Daniel Bryan that the reason you are trying so hard to keep me out of it and the reason you're telling me that I'm a B-plus player is because you've been where I've been, and you know how this story ends. It ends in the good guy holding the belt up at WrestleMania. Actually, I said more than Kofi did at the end of the mm-hmm. promo, but... That is the general thing that he is expressing before he angrily signs the contract. And you have this great build. Ethan, how have you felt about the way they played it up, particularly having the New Day, having the other members be so impactful in him getting to this spot? I, uh, I've i loved it. It's been my favorite thing I've been watching in wrestling lately. Um, and I think it's because a lot of the criticism of Kofi's only in the spot because of New Day. New Day's cutting all these promos. Now it's New Day wins to get him into the match. That, I think, is just laying a foundation for a whole new just world of possibilities of New Day. Uh, you know, do you have New Day roundabout cost Kofi the match? Does someone turn on Kofi? Does Kofi turn on somebody else? You know, there's all these possibilities that kind of creates that I don't know what's going to happen vibe that we're talking about. Um, and 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 the, the thing, I think I, you and I talked about this the other day of how you know, it it kind of gives off almost like a bad omen of like that uh, New Day wins. Kofi comes out to celebrate. They got Kofi on the shoulders. You got every baby face in the locker room celebrating with them. It's like very much, uh, what was it, Lex Luger? God, when was that? When, WrestleMania 10, maybe? Yeah, I, let's go a better one because Lex sucks. Uh, no, you and Batista, but, you know, that, the that, thumbs down where they, well, they not, take out Randy Orton. No, 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 the, the whole like, the the locker room clears out to celebrate, and this is our guy, and this is uh, how we're oh yeah, yeah. okay, that, fair enough. And that being almost like an <clears throat> ominous, um, you know, negative of like, all right, this is the coronation, this is as far as it goes, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna have he'll probably fucking tear it up at WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan. You know, you put those two guys in a match, they're gonna tear it up. It's gonna be great. Um, but is it like is this as far as Kofi goes is losing in this Mania match, and but he's still earned the respect of everybody, or mm-hmm. is it? he finally wins the big one. Hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm mostly excited for Big E to turn on Kofi, which is what's going to happen. Yeah. No, that's kind of, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting too. is it's like, you know, that's, that's what 
having that storyline, that's the only way that that makes sense to me is having it. Kofi's done a lot of stuff to like work his way into this match, but it's like, all right, your final straw is your tag team partners have to win this gauntlet match to get you into the final match. Mm -hmm. And then it's, he gets there and then it's, you know, that's where the rift comes. That's where new day is, you know, we're, we're the young guys. You're the, we're the only reason you're still relevant. We're the reason that you're in this match. We're, you know, this and that. And you had a lot of good, you know, infighting in that storyline. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for the turn because I think there's there's two options. There is you completely mimic the Daniel Bryan win and Kofi gets that big mania moment and he wins the belt. Uh, you know, I was talking with Wade before we started the podcast about it. Like, you can't have Kofi lose in another like weird like it can't even just be a schmoz finish or like no, yeah. it can't be Rowan interfering. There there cannot be anything that's like okay. This is similar to the way he got held down in the last couple weeks because you've already done it. You've done it way too much. He either needs to win this or there needs to be a new day turn because otherwise it, it it's just going to be too underwhelming. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person who is going to not like something because of it's not fantasy book the way that I want. But I literally I just don't know how you could play that out. Even a really <laughs> good match between the two, if it just yeah. ends with Kofi coming up too short, I think the way you built the story makes that too hard for me to accept as the good enough yeah. at WrestleMania. No, I, th- I think you said that really well. I think those are your two possible outlines there. And, and like I said earlier, it's like even if Kofi wins the title, it doesn't matter when he loses it. You still have that that culmination of that that storyline and that build and it has all the history of Kofi and everything in that too. doesn't matter when he loses it, if he wins it. And if he doesn't win it, then like you said, you you work that New Day storyline yeah. in there. Wade, you're a certified Kofi hater. Mm. Uh, wh- what do you think should happen in this match? I mean, Kofi should lose. Okay. Um, and, and, and like, I, I am, I'm, I'm not a Kofi Kingston fan. Uh, I don't... Um, I can't think of anything that I've been like, wow, that was great. Like, like there's been a couple of those Royal Rumble spots, but even those have gotten very tiring. So, so since Elimination Chamber on, nothing has done mm-hmm. anything for you? Mm-mm. Who hurt you? Why are you dead inside? I just don't. What is wrong? I, I just you? don't. Like, if he's that great, then why all of a sudden is he that great? Because the timing worked out. He was just the guy who was there and the, got plugged in at the right time. And it it's the way that he carried the ball when it was dropped mm. and he picked it up. It's because the fickle nerds want it. Oh, fickle. Now, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were cutting a kayfabe Daniel Bryan pro over here. Well, it's the same. Um, wannabe uh, Eric uh, Rowan over here in the as, house. As, as Mac and I were talking, um, it's the same people that were like, if Daniel D- Bryan doesn't win, we're going to cancel. And then Daniel Bryan won. And now it's, they're, it's if not, Kofi though. doesn't win, we cancel. It's not. It's not people saying we cancel. It's mm. just saying, like, this is a compelling mm. storyline. You feel nothing. Mm-mm, nothing. Feel nothing. I feel absolutely but nothing. I, I was, was, like, like, there's just, I don't understand, like, what in wrestling is exciting you if this isn't exciting you. Not that. So if the fans don't cheer for Kofi. So nothing. I get, I get nothing from this. Um, <laughs> if, if Kofi does win at the end, he's going to be holding up a belt that um, has Velcro on it. That's not a very good look for the end of a WrestleMania match to be. Here's this shitty belt. Like okay, that's going to be the picture that, that that's hey, going to K- be etched in history forever. Kayfabe, motherfucker. It's uh-huh. hemp. It's not velcro. It's hemp and it's, wood. It doesn't have fucking buttons. It has yeah. velcro. It, it has some sort of hemp. It's a hook uh, and loop fabric. Velcro uh, <laughs> is a brand, and I don't think da- Daniel Bryan is really promoting corporations. Oh, is that so it's not velcro? It belongs in the trash. <laughs> 
Um, you belong in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, like, hopefully, I, they... I, I don't see I don't see <laughs> Kofi holding up a piece of garbage at the end of the match. <laughs> he can throw what? that in the garbage, and then they bring out the WWE. Championship. See, if if someone does that, th- then you know that that would be a cool moment. Um, I, I think the only thing that, that that really we have to gain from Kofi winning is like I guess he would be the first black WWE champion. Yeah, yeah, like that. Pretty and, big moment. And, which has that's been a big of, moment. Which I think has been you know it, it's something that. Like in whatever WWE's current climate is, mm-hmm. they haven't been able to address this directly. They've definitely hinted at it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, been, a, it's, a it's been the entire it's undertone, yeah, yeah, of it being someone like me doesn't get a WWE title, and it's yeah. and he's fucking right. And it, like that's yeah. the thing is like that's another factor in this is like that's is, the, is this why you haven't seen Kofi be booked in these compelling storylines mm-hmm. that you've been wanting for the last eleven years, or is it a matter of that he's not good enough? I don't think it's a matter of him not being good enough. I just don't see him having like like main event quality matches as a world. I don't see him having world champion level matches. Um, like with who? Like like he, he uh, Daniel Bryan. He hasn't been given mm. the chance. Like this is that whole like you you he you, ha- you, I mean he, he hasn't had the chance for world title matches, but he's been in the ring with main eventers, and he doesn't like he, he's not as good as Randy Orton. Like let's just face it, he's not. He's not as good as Randy Orton. But he's an easier baby face to back than Randy Orton. He's Why is the easier... champion got to be a baby face? Doesn't have to be. Why we got to back a baby face? Oh. Some of us don't like those nerds. <laughs> <laughs> dye your fucking beard red already. Um, Put some, some Norse yeah. black metal shirt on and I just mean, call yourself Eric Rowan over here. Um, yeah, the only positive I see is first black WWE champion. That's huge. Um, but he's holding up a stupid belt if he wins. Um, and if he does win, I think he's going to be a transitional champion. He's not going to hold it long, which the, which kind of just like like sullies the whole title reign. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's still ways you can play. I it just out. think there's I, better people that could have been, you know, like if we're going like, oh yeah, first black WWE champion, like like Booker T would have been. Yeah, they amazing. dropped the ball there. They, they dropped for the ball. Sure did. Um, yeah, I just don't they probably should have been Booker. T. I just don't see the guy being. Um, I, I I see it being. I see Big E as a world champion more than I do Kofi Kingston. I don't. Which, which is, oh my goodness, we are just all on different sides of everything. All right, so <laughs> for me, I, I I think Big E, especially where you just talked about it, you just like help book Big E's run, which is him turning is great in terms of why did Vince not look at Kofi? Yeah. Well, he's looking at a guy like Big E. Like that's the guy he wants. That's the beefy guy. That's the reason Ethan sitting in the corner. Well, I can't see Big E doing that. First of all, you hate great big guys. That's your problem. You need to back down. I don't hate man. great big guys. Oh, you do. You totally. You shit on all of them. I'm a Bam Bam Mark. I'm a Vader Mark. What are you uh, talking about? Not, not, not modern big guys. You're just shitting all over him. You want Adam Cole to become WWE champion? And I do want also Adam. Ooh, that. I, I, that would also. I would <laughs> yeah, also that would be dope. What you, what's wrong with you over here? Now, we're, now, now, you're shifting the. He'll, he'll be great on Two Five Live. Oh, so he said that to me before and it broke my heart. <laughs> Eat my 205 love. <laughs> so, all right. So with Big E, like if his story instead, like you have the initial like reasoning, Vince picked Big E, mm-hmm. go and shut down Kofi because that's not the champion I want. Yeah. But Big E's reason, it's not like, oh, we've been carrying you. It's this is history. Yeah. This is something where right now, maybe five years ago, maybe however long, you could have been the guy. If the, you got the opportunity then, but you didn't. And now you are phoning it in. Week in and week out, and we are carrying you. And the first black champion needs to be somebody who can earn it, that can put respect on that belt, put respect on, you know, I, I, I'm not going to finish the promo because I'll sound like an idiot as yeah. I say it as a white man over here. But <laughs> <laughs> if he does it that way, realize that. if he's doing it that way, uh-huh. he's like, I want to be the first black champion. I yeah. want to make history. Yeah. That I deserve it. And that would be cool. For the record, I don't hate Biggie. I just don't see him as more of a champion than Kofi Kingston. Also, 
we 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 have got we've gone chest? fully around this. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, that's it. Yeah, it's basically yeah. Title reigns are based on chest well, size. Well, well, the belt goes around your your well, not waist, your mm-hmm. midsection. It would it would yeah. Kofi puts it on his waist. It's going <laughs> to fall down to his ankles. It's a cover bun. <laughs> All right, superstar <laughs> Billy Graham, calm the hell down over there. <laughs> so listen, I, baby, we, we've got around the one thing that we haven't hit. If there's a swerve. And there is a turn. There's, I bet this is the match a, you see the swerve in. But if three. it's Xavier Woods, does that work? Give me give me yeah. the rundown, how you feel about yeah. it. Wade, you first. Um, Xavier Woods is basically the Seth Rollins of New Day. Like, he's he's the mouthpiece. He's the one that's got kind of the high-flying moves, even more than Kofi. Um, and, and, like, he's the mouthpiece. Like, that's a good bad guy. A good bad guy is, and, and he kind of has a better bad guy look than I would say Big E does. Like Biggie's got a look. It's not a heel look. Like not with like, like like I don't know. Like just the haircut. Like just like this is a goofy looking haircut. Like like it just does. It doesn't scream heel at me. Like Xavier Woods could totally like. I'm sorry, just are you sw- saying that Xavier Woods doesn't have a goofy looking haircut when he I'm comes saying, out? I'm looking saying like a Final looks, Fantasy character. Like, yeah, but I'm saying like Xavier Woods look can transition better into a heel than I think Big E's could. I don't know. Big E does like a little uh, Ominous. fade real quick. It doesn't take long to get Big E to look like a heel. It's it's a, yeah. It, he has to do something. He's got to change his yeah. look completely. Xavier Woods could transition pretty easily right. into that role. Not um, a little worried that in in the time where they have br- brought in the other two members of the New Day to kind of step up on the mic role, uh-huh. Xavier Woods has been the mic guy. You're yeah. right. He has not been good in this when they when the pressure's on and they which could be because he's been cheesy unicorn yeah. bullshit. It could be the telltale sign that he is the one turning is they don't want him to have good promos because they want you looking at Big he's, E. Hey, we're talking about cereal and pancakes. <laughs> Who's cutting a good promo with that? Big E, like he was cutting good promos. <sighs> and so, so says you. No, I mean when they when they went to the serious, Big E came out and he cut when, good promos. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Xavier, they got serious, when he did they it. Did. He did, did not. Xavier yeah. was somehow the least impressive. Very, Even Kofi came out when he had his. Yeah. He only got two opportunities. Yeah. But Kofi did really, really good. I wish the last one would have been a little bit more uh, explicit. Mm-hmm. I think it, it hit some of the right notes. Maybe, but the first one he hit was really, really good. Maybe Woods and Beaky both turn on him because they're tired of Kofi holding them back. Yeah, but that's a heel tag team, and I. I eh. Eh. I mean, yeah, but. I, 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 I think a singles run. I think one of them with the singles run is yeah. probably the better idea. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of opportunities, a lot of different storylines that could work. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I, I'm like halfway in between both of you. I, I don't think this is the greatest storyline. I think if the fans weren't cheering, there was some good things that's happened since Elimination Chamber. But it wasn't just outright. The matches weren't that great other than the fan interaction. The, the story, the different uh, promos were cut were pretty good, but all of them rested on the fact that the fans wanted it to play out this well, way. Yeah. And th- that's good. I love it. It's good yeah, wrestling. That's kind of the point. No, but there are other there are other things where you're like, okay, if this didn't happen, if the fans didn't decide arbitrarily to go with Kofi, this is where I agree with Wade, and just decide, okay, we think he's really good. He's been, you know, you know, he's earned it. And that's such an arbitrary bullshit where there's other guys who's earned it that they shit on. Mm, so sure. without the fans Rusev? Just- <laughs> hey, in fairness, Rusev lost his opportunity by not doing good in the moment. But true, the point the point and is, you know who did good in the moment? Kofi Kingston. He did pretty good, but he I don't think great. It, I don't think it was like outright like this is just amazing. You know, like I don't think it was something. The reason Wade isn't turned on it, like if it was just arbitrary or if it was just like objectively great. Wade would have joined in with it. He would have still been shitting on the fans about how they did it. But there were things. It was really, really good, but it wasn't 
perfect. There were things, moments, those promos, those opportunities. Kofi did a good job. He didn't do a great job. I think Kofi would make a really great U.S. champion. <laughs> All right, we've talked about this for a very I'm long gonna, time. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you in the parking lot. I'm going to smooch you. Can I have a ride later? Yeah. All right, gotcha. so so uh, next up as we're moving down the list, real quick, uh, I was going to talk about Samoa Joe, Raymond Serrano. You know what? They haven't had a build for it. I like it. I like watching Samoa Joe face with anybody. Yep. So yeah. good match. Ready we don't to see it. That's, we don't that's need all to, you need. We don't really. need to jump in it too much. Next up, the Triple H Batista, which is another uh, one. Actually, we don't. Sorry, can we can we double back for just one second? One second. Like, give, we'll give this maybe forty five seconds. All right. Is there is the whole angle of Rey Mysterio being in a WrestleMania match to get Dominic over? Yes. Who who was uh, a, a a property of a ladder match mm-hmm. like twelve years ago? That's <laughs> like Eddie, that's is, Eddie is Guerrero's that son, as far as I'm concerned. Much, yeah. Is that yeah? As far as KFA is concerned, that is Eddie Guerrero's son. So is that the whole angle? Is just this is something for where Dominic to hop the barrier, uh, the barricade, and then get choked out, and then he's suddenly in WWE. Is that the the? I hope it's just to get choked or? out. <laughs> I'm not saying I want him there. Don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> hey, really aggressive over here. <laughs> I don't think Samoa Joe can go any higher on my list of being awesome, but if he chokes out Ray's son, well, goddamn. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that, I'm in. That'd be, that's a pretty goddamn Samoa Joe move right Long there. live Joe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's right. good. Yeah, Tri- I'm, I'm down. Triple H versus Batista. This is an interesting one where Triple yeah. H obviously has been doing the heavy workload on this uh, promo build, uh, but Batista... I think they the smart move on Monday. They have him come out. They just show the package, which a great yeah. package of just the 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 line where he says, you know, the only thing you haven't done is beat me, and they just do they play it on repeat throughout the whole promo as they're showing him beat the crap out of him back during the Evolution days, and yeah. by the end of it, he just you know he, he's standing in the ring and he's taking his time, just eating it up before he just says, "Did he say Triple H or did he say Hunter?" He says Hunter, right? Hunter, Hunter, I think and he said. Hunter, kiss my ass, drops the mic, out of the ring, and that's the perfect promo. You don't fire. Need to, it's great. He, he doesn't need the 10 minutes that Triple H does because that's the it. better option. Yeah, uh, I, I think, and this is something that even uh, I went back and watched um, Mania 21, which is Batista and Triple H. So that's the whole build of that one. Yeah. And it is like Triple H, even when he's the heel, he just has that way to cut these really interesting promos that by the end of it, you're like, God, fuck yeah, Triple H. And even if he's a bad guy, it doesn't matter. That's what he does. And Batista doesn't try to play his game. He comes out and it's just short and sweet and he's, you know, looking fly and just comes out and tells him to kiss his ass and he's all good. Like, that's all he's got to do. Like, the less is more kind of tactic has really worked and it's one of the matches I'm probably most excited for. So now that they're doing the, uh, you know, there's no old Barb now, Triple H, uh, you know, must retire if he loses. Uh, are you guys worried at all about the work rate? Where one, you're adding the stipulation. Uh, to just knowing that Batista has been out of it for a while, Triple H coming off the the pectoral tear. Are you worried that this one is just going to be five minutes, really quick, get in and out, and they're not they can't potentially put on the epic match that I know both of them want to do? Wade, what do you think? That's exactly what I'm worried about. Um, it's been the, 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 what I've been worried about since I like knew this was going to be a match. I want it to be a match. I want it to be a good match. I want there to be blood. I want there to be as much passion in this match as they've kind of shown, you know, like building up to it as, oh, this is going to be no holes barred with a career on the line. And he beat up Flair and I've never beat him like it should be insane. But it could not be. Batista has been known to not have the greatest matches. Triple H has been known not to have great matches with guys who aren't that great at having matches. Um, So potential for disaster, high potential for disaster. They're both older. They're both rusty. Um, 
it could be a complete shit show, as, as was Triple H's match, uh, the last match he had where he tore his pick. Yeah, that, that's a little different. But though. the match before that, though, which yeah. should have been a cluster, the, the Undertaker match. Yes. He made, he pulled yes, all the spots, did. especially when you have it, no disqualification of that one. I don't remember the exact yeah. uh, rule for the match, but able to do those mm-hmm. kind of gimmicky spots. He found a way to make it work, and I got to imagine, no matter how far Batista's been out of it, Batista's mm-hmm. in way better shape than what Undertaker is in. If I Triple H can diagram a match mm-hmm. that works for them, yeah. I got to imagine in the same scenario, no holds barred, he can do it with Batista. The question is, how much time are they going to get? Yeah. And then when you know you're limited in that, I- I'm mostly worried about the Triple H injury. That's the thing that scares me the most. Because mm-hmm. yeah. when you say he can't get matches out of people who are not so good, first of all, I think Batista's underrated. I, I'm not going to say he's this five-star performer, uh-huh. but I think the level people think of his work rate, I think they they undervalue what he does as a big man. I'm entertained by most of how Batista moves. I don't know how he'll move now yeah. at his current size, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Uh, and I think Triple H, he never has bad matches with people. I don't know. There, there's also a, a undervaluing of Triple H's work rate where I think th- there are times where he was put into main events when he shouldn't have been there. It was before he got to the point. I think everything he's done post like 2006, it's like past his prime, he actually became the better wrestler. Like he got to the point where he knew how to play a match, but by then he was already out of the main event scene or when he was in the main event, he would be in matches with like Roman Reigns where fans shit on it. I think generally, I don't remember a bad Triple H match other than you bring up that tag team, which who could have expected that to be anything it, but the clusterfuck it tears, was. Tears his peck, what, like yeah, two minutes so, in? So, yeah. so early. That match was yeah. terrible. The so, Sting match sucked. And Sting, um, like, that, we know why that sucked because yeah. they shoehorned in a WCW yeah, thing yeah, and yeah. Sting is old. But, like, everything that he had with a real performer, and not just a good performer. Roman Reigns wasn't good when the last did it. I, mean, I think fans shit on that match. Look, I don't think it was that bad. Look even back to last WrestleMania. He's in a, he's in a mixed tag match. It's Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Ronda Rousey in her debut match, yeah. and Kurt Angle. Yeah, like that match that was being, surprisingly being good, really good, uh, and yeah. and I think a lot of that had to do with Triple H. And I think that when you have Triple H and Batista, if they have the time, kind of like you yeah. know everyone suspects with like the first Rousey match, they've got time to really prepare yeah. this. It's not going to be this, you know, the, these guys aren't at a high work rate where they're yeah. getting you know bumped around <clears throat> three days a week. Like, they really have time to really, di- like you said, diagram this match yeah. and make it something good. Yeah. I think they will, and I'm I'm really excited. I'm not worried about this match at all. I'm just hoping, like, with the fact that, like, how hard Batista has fought for this particular match. Like, he's been talking about it since he left Yeah, the last time. It's just been, if I come back, I want to have this match with Hunter. And Hunter was like, yeah. well, we're not doing it. I'm doing this match with this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay, we're finally going to have our match together. All of that. And the fact that this is probably going to be Batista's only match this year. Yeah. And probably maybe ever again, you know, like I don't see, you know, why else would Batista come back? He might, but it's definitely going to be his only match for the next year. Yeah. Um, He better go hard. Like if he's being lazy and shitty in the ring, then I don't ever want to see Batista again. <laughs> I, I don't think he will. I, think I, that, I hope I, not. No, I really I hope not. I think this is going to be solid. Uh, what's the, the odds that uh, we get a Chris Pratt running? <laughs> Hmm. I, I, I love how <laughs> Ethan laughs away just like, hmm, let me uh, figure this mm, out right now. Mm, well, goddamn. I haven't, I haven't checked the wrestling Betty sites in a couple yeah. days, but I feel God like. Damn it, I love it. Get the dirt sheets out real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm I, worried in terms of it's Batista coming off after a long delay, yeah. Triple H injured. I think well, there's limitations. Batista looking it's extra skinny. Yeah, and I, I'm a little worried about that, but that also, especially in today's day and age where everybody's tiny, but is everyone still looks- too small for you, Wade? <laughs> uh, yeah. God. No. Oh, n- nowadays. 
Well, I mean, you add in part of Batista's allure is that he is this monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when that's gone, then what is there? And that yeah. that is a little problematic. But when you're looking at what people look like today and the fact that Triple H is in that buff right now coming off that injury. Or maybe he is. I don't know. We have, we've have we only seen him in a suit. Maybe that's the perfect time. I've, I've only seen that weird picture where yeah. his head looks gigantic on top of his neck. I thought it was a yeah. tiny head. Oh, see, I think it's, it's, I think it's like a tiny are, neck. Are you talking about the torn peck pick? Where no, it's just like, no, like, it's, like it's like the Batista Triple H promo picture yeah. for the match. If you just look like <laughs> okay. Triple H's head, like to me, looks the same quick. giant size, but he, like got a weird neck and less traps that he normally has. Okay, um, it's an odd looking picture. It's very strange. Yeah, I posted on Twitter at some point a, okay. a while yeah. back. Like, yeah, uh, wrestling Twitter's been roasting it pretty yeah. hard. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'll find it. There's that, and then like one of them, Batista's uh, nipples get uh, photoshopped off. So they were not doing good with one. it. They were not doing good with any of those. Hey man, uh, it's a guaranteed win if we're following the Braunstrom and Nipple Watch rule. Oh yeah, fair enough. Don't show your nipples and you're gonna win. Fair enough. All right. So next up is we've not talked about any of this. Randy Orton, AJ Styles. This is one we're just gonna let Wade jump in because we 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 said what we wanted uh, on the last podcast when Wade was out. So tell us how you're feeling about this buildup. It keeps getting, they, yeah. they give them more and more, and they keep doing uh, really well with it. Uh, what have you thought of this uh, match build? I just cannot wait to see what creative way Randy Orton is going to RKO uh, AJ Styles. Like, it's got to be something awesome, right? You think so? It's got to be. I uh, want to see a, a 450 splash countered into an RKO. Because mm-hmm. we've already seen the Phenomenal Forum <laughs> countered. Like, yeah. I, th- I think, and if you have that much torque, a 450 into an yeah. RKO, that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um I like I've even enjoyed some of their previous stuff like where AJ was going to do the forearm and then and he caught himself and he caught himself because it, and came back. it was the obvious yeah. counter. Yeah, I thought that and, was really and cool. And he RKO'd the air yeah. like, like it was just yeah, oh whoa, yeah, yeah. you countered yeah. an RKO. That like so I expect great things from this match. I expect this to be the sleeper match of the night. Um Randy Orton as much as he poo-poos, you know, m- most of the year, um he Gives it all at WrestleMania. Like, like, I thought that match with him and Seth Rollins a couple years back was going to suck. I loved it. It was great. That actually might have been the number one thing that got us to do this podcast. Like, without that uh, curb stomp RKO that reversal. Pop-up RK, yeah. Mm-hmm. Without that, I don't know if I would have decided to message you, Wade, and say, hey, let's cut the podcast. Because <laughs> that was the one the moment I was like, I could I could do this again. I could jump back into wrestling. Yeah. God, I love That was just a great moment. It was good. Um, so I think I think as good as that match was, I think this match um, is going to blow it away. I hope it does. Um, I hope we get to see Randy Orton shine. I hope we get to see AJ Styles have those ma- great matches like he had when he first came. You know, like the like the definitely for the last year. I mean, he's having fine matches. He's not having those great AJ Styles matches that he was having. Yeah, where it's just like, whoa, he just had a really good match with Roman. Whoa, he just had a barn burner with John Cena. Like, I want to see that. More because, yeah. like, all these last feuds were kind of you know, I wanted, I, I'll be honest, I wanted more for him and Joe, I wanted more from him and Shinsuke, and I definitely wanted more from him and Owens. Yeah, so I with the house down with gender. I think Kevin Owens, <laughs> I think Kevin Owens is the only one I was truly disappointed by the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, thought Shinsuke, the, the third match made up for it. Yeah, I thought uh, Samoa Joe, same way, and also the promos were so great. They could have shit the bed in the matches, and it wouldn't have mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I thought that one by the third did good. It, it just it took so long to build up, and yeah, those other matches was like first shot, boom, they they hit a match that I can go back and watch today and uh, still really enjoy. So hopefully he has that same level of chemistry with Randy Orton and just the contrasting styles. You know, we I've seen AJ Styles Samoa Joe before. Uh, I didn't watch the AJ Styles Shinsuke until like right before I think, God. We, 
for some reason we went back and watched it. We did like three different matches. We were supposed to watch like Kevin Owens and uh, uh, Sami Zayn back on the Indies, but we oh, that, that was yeah. the first time I watched the AJ Styles yeah. Shinsuke match. Uh, all I remember is the one lady in the front row going Shinsuke. Uh, but uh, other than that, like I, I haven't really seen it. But you kind you know the styles. You 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 know what they're doing. Maybe the big difference is that he, AJ facing a big guy like Roman, like John Cena, that have a very particular style that some people find boring. It's the same match, the same six moves, but AJ's able to dial that up with them and push them to their mm-hmm. limits, and it's a better match. Maybe you can get that out of Randy Orton, who, you know, you talk about AJ's not had good matches at all. Randy Orton's uh, got a longer drought than uh, AJ does. For sure. He's got a longer and... drought than Kofi Kingston, that's for sure. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for it. I think the build-up, especially that first promo they cut, which is w- one of the best Randy Orton promos in years. I'm going on the record. It's the best AJ Styles promo I've seen. Uh, they both nailed it. They got me excited for the match. And then this last one on Tuesday wasn't the greatest, but it still was getting enough of it, especially AJ mm-hmm. being like, well, at the time you were, you know, suspended for steroids. The only thing missing from that segment is Randy being like, yeah, at least my company could afford the test. And like, if that would have <laughs> been like, bam, this has been the hottest match going could've, into at WrestleMania. Least my, at least my company could afford steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I will see. I had to catch myself. I was about to say they afford the steroids. They afford the test to figure out he was taking Yeah, steroids. they afford both. Both, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think the way they've been building up, it also keeps my hope alive that Randy Orton does the indie killer gimmick, which I still think is... This might be your last shot at getting a really good run at it. Man, like, like you started with AJ, and yeah, like I said, uh, I, I said it to, I think to you, so I'm going to pose it to yeah. Wade. Like, can you imagine throughout the next year, each of the pay-per-views is just Randy going up against another like fan favorite, an indie guy that he's yes. taken out. He's winning like he's taken, but yes. no, but it culminates in a match at WrestleMania next year against Aleister Black. Aleister Black is the one to take oh. down the indie killer. He's okay. the one who, that's how you Fine. elevate him when he brought him to the main brand. But like, man, that, that gimmick, and it's perfect because, you know, uh, how did you describe it, Ethan? It was like the, the gatekeeper who doesn't let, like, open yeah, the gate. It, it's like if Cassie Sono had an opposite person. Like, yeah. it's, it's the gatekeeper who actually keeps the gate It's like, I'm closed. the guy here to test He's you, like, but also you Randy's know, like, don't come in. He's the top WWE corporate face, like, not baby face, but face of, you know, a corporation. And, and you have you have him, you know run through AJ Styles and Kevin Owens and Sami yeah. Zayn and and all these guys who people love whoever else they call up Velveteen Dream Adam Cole whoever and then like you said like Aleister Black would be a cool finish just the idea both of them can counter each other's finishers with their finisher and it would look cool as yeah. hell and and Aleister Black seems like of all of those guys kind of the top push for right yeah. now I think long term it's probably probably Velveteen Dream Patrick Clark but yeah I think for right now yeah. That's great. Honestly, uh, storyline-wise, I might go with Velveteen Dream, Randy Orton, because that one just seems like there's so many avenues open up. There's there's a level of Randy Orton. <laughs> I, I don't know whether he wants to play off uh, some homophobic tendencies, but I'm, I'm guessing that's who Randy Orton is Kinda as a person. Him. I'm yeah. guessing he really doesn't have to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just comes out and you know cuts the promo, and then just uh, that you just works. You know, works. the best part of a, a wrestling character is just you turned up to 11. Yeah. yeah. Or Randy, Randy turned up to asshole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no. Randy I, turned down to I, eight. I, I, <laughs> I, I will say that. Uh, Randy, out, kid. Randy Orton. Uh, the one line that really was great though was like saying, "Now that John Cena's gone, AJ, you're the corporate bitch." Yeah. Like, yeah. It's true. It's a hundred percent fucking true. That was that was the that was the. And then Miz should have ran out and been like, "Hey, slim. hey, hey, hey!" I'm still here, guys. Hey. I have a reality show. I, say, I got a show. I got a show tonight <laughs> after SmackDown. I was on ESPN this week. Hey, 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 hey. 
Uh, so yeah, that, I'm, I'm excited about that match. The one we haven't talked about that obviously, uh, you know, big ramification. We talked about it early enough, so I don't know if we need to double over it. But Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, real quick, is there anything uh, you expect out of this match? How do you feel about it? Do you need a Dean Ambrose appearance? Uh, what does this need other than two big Mastodons fighting it out? Is this uh, is there any stipulation on this? Is it just a regular singles match? It is a regular singles yeah. match. I don't know. I think I think yeah. I think you just get a couple big damp brunette men to just duke it out, and that's exactly what Mr. McMahon wants. Yeah, damp. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it should have been a hair versus hair match. Oh, because at this point you got Seth, ah. you got Seth, you got Roman, and you got Drew McIntyre with the same haircut. Somebody needs to change this shit and, up. And then you get a Dean run in with the Clippers. <laughs> you look like me now. And now he's the Barber Ambrose. Because <laughs> uh, if he didn't already have that's, all the worst gimmicks, that's let's, the let's... gimmick that got him to stay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's yeah. like, I was gonna leave and go to AEW, but then they pitched this fantastic <laughs> gimmick of Dean the Barber Ambrose. All right, so as we're, we're hitting the last matches, get this done, and then we'll try to jump in for a very quick uh, NXT breakdown. That one's just like, oh, it's really great matches. We know they're gonna be great matches. Not a lot mm -hmm. of build for anything, so we don't have to talk about it for too long. But obviously, we need to get to the Kurt Angle farewell match because that has caused a lot of different controversy. Uh, outright boycott from fans on the internet where they're just upset that it's Baron Corbin. In this case, we might have the one time that Wade agrees. Wade, how do you feel about this match? I think for the first time in a long time, uh, I kind of agree with the fans. Um, I, it, if this wasn't Kurt Angle's final match, then I'd say, yeah, cool, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. Yeah, good, good. I you know, love it. Um, but it's his last match. I don't think it should be against Baron Corbin. How long is Baron Corbin? Is Baron Corbin going to be around 20 years from now? Wait, Probably you, not. You're on double secret probation from the Baron Corbin fan club. <laughs> so. um, and I like Baron Corbin. Like, yeah. I like him. I don't think he should be Kurt Angle's last match. I think the better choice would have been, um, like you and I talked earlier, I think Samoa Joe would have been a good choice. That would have been awesome. Um, I loved the moment where Joe showed up on Raw and gave Angle that headbutt. Very reminiscent yeah, of good. one of the only TNA things I've ever seen was Kurt Angle showing up on TNA and giving Samoa Joe a headbutt. I was just like, oh, this is good. I like this. Um, but I, like, and, and even like online, this is what they're saying. I asked my brother who he think the last match should be. And like, he's a very casual wrestling fan. Um, when we've all agreed, I think it should be John Cena. Just because, just because John Cena had his first match with Kurt Angle. Right. It's very fitting that he should have Kurt Angle's last match. Um, and he doesn't even got to win. I mean, he laid down for Undertaker last year. He doesn't got to win yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's just a, a, a lineage. You know, like if they ever put out the uh, the the best of Kurt Angle DVD, is his final match with Baron Corbin going to be on there? Depends on what Baron Corbin does from there. Probably and, not. Well, so now you're not a Baron Corbin fan. You just <laughs> tried to bury him on our podcast. I don't think he's going to have a great final match. He can have matches, yeah. Good, great. But not for like a final farewell. This is your this is his send-off. Yeah, it is. Uh I, I think the problem the the issue I'm kind of in between the two of you on this one, I think. Where I do think John Cena would have been a great choice because of the story there. Mm -mm. Um but also if you look at the Think of like the build of Shawn Michaels' original last match, like with like him and Taker. There was a build that made sense, and also it was an epic opponent. Same with Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels' yeah. build and epic opponent and history. And, yeah, and, and yes, exactly. And then and then with Baron Corbin, there is the build, but just Baron Corbin just isn't of the status of that farewell match guy. And they don't have a long enough history. It's been like a last but, couple of months thing. Like you said, it's kind of 
it almost hinges on how much of an is this a sign that there is really that much investment in Baron? I think there is a lot of investment in Baron Corbin in the WWE, and they might be able to make him something great because I think he's doing a great job right now. But I I don't totally disagree with you. Like I I I understand everyone who has any concern with the match not being against a you know five star opponent, mm-hmm. but also who's going to get the most out of Kurt Angle too, like emotion wise. Yeah, and for me, I'm just if the fans didn't shit on Baron Corbin and just accept him as a heel that they dislike, mm-hmm. that can face guys that you want them to yeah. kick the crap out of Baron Corbin. I think maybe they did a good job this week of finally making that work, where now fans are wanting that response. They're wanting mm-hmm. Kurt Angle to beat the crap out of Baron Corbin, and if you get to there, that match can work. It's just I think anybody needs a good build. I think if Baron Corbin would have got a better build with him where you are kind of teasing out what they had done, they, they there was a huge gap between when they were actually feuding yeah. as, you know, Baron being the constable and getting Kurt Angle let go so he could be GM and when they're starting this up again, mm-hmm. it did seem it's like if you're picking a name out of a hat, yeah, why not go John Cena instead of Baron Corbin? Like, yes, you have a long-term rivalry that you've already given up between these two. Like it's been yeah. the last year, but it already cooled off and in this case, the fans they're just going to shit on a Baron Corbin match. It doesn't matter who that's with. Like, they are going to shit on it, even though he's been pretty good, both in the ring and the mic. Well, yeah, and I guess it's not a retirement match. It's a whether he wins or loses, he's leaving. It's a farewell match. Yeah. 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 It, it should be a retirement match, and it should be against someone else. I think it could be against Baron Corbin <laughs> if they would have done it earlier, and they would have needed it. He would have needed to do what Drew McIntyre did to him, yeah. and that's why I also yes. think it sucks. Yes, because there I think you the, go. I think that was the the final match. Like if yeah. that if his match ends that way and it pushes somebody over as this cl- like this great heel, the problem is they already did it, and now Drew McIntyre is facing Roman Reigns. Yeah. So when you're going down the 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 list. Baron Corbin could have been it, except he's been a comedic heel. And while fans may disagree, I think he's done a damn good job. That doesn't mean he's the type of heel that gets to be destructive on Kurt Angle, who, you know, the things that he said in the promo were right, that Kurt Angle is old. He's not able to keep up with us. Like, right. this is this is the end of it, and you shouldn't even be here right now. And you can cut those, but you also need to physically do it. You need to make it where it's emotional because Baron Corbin has taken out Kurt Angle. And instead, Baron Corbin has been the jester through the whole thing. If you would have stopped doing that a month ago, you could have done this match and it would have made more sense. I think at the end of the day, yes, if you're just randomly making it happen, get John Cena, get Samoa Joe, do whatever. That's, those are better options. But I think the Baron Corbin could, thing could have worked, but they put no investment in Kurt Angle other than we're going to have him do a farewell tour facing every random person. Well, you know, you want him to face one great guy for the last one, but you just ran down the list. You just threw them all out there yeah. for half-ass matches over the last month. And I know we were all clamoring for that uh, Kurt Angle-Apollo Cruz match. It's, mm. At least that would have I mean, made more sense if he's getting victories over I'm jobbers. It would have helped build up a match where he's facing with other people. That would made more sense than now he's making other people look like shit when he's beating them. Who, who got out of it? AJ got RKO'd. He's the only one that didn't have to take yeah. a shitty loss to, to even Samoa Joe had to get rolled up. It is like yeah. now you're shitting on these other people. So Kurt Angle gets this last moment. If he can't go good enough that he looks good, then maybe not let him beat your top talent. Maybe it makes more sense. Maybe, I don't know why fans are upset that Kurt Angle most likely is going to get a victory over Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's going to job out for two years in a row, but you're still going to shit on him because he's a good enough worker to not get pissed off when he's made the fool each and every week. And he does it happily. He does it without. Not Randy Orton boo-boo face. Mm. Baron Corbin comes week in and week out, has to be the the jobber, the jester, and he does it at a hundred percent. Yeah. Week in and week out. So he was the original indie killer there for a little bit. It was yeah. kinda happening. Yep. Too bad. So 
I, I for me, I, I think I, mostly I'm defending Baron Corbin. I do think I, I agree. I, I would rather have had those other matches, but they didn't set those up either. Yep. Like in this case, you sc- they screwed up the Kurt Angle match. It's not screwed up because they picked Baron Corbin. Yeah, no, end. yeah, I agree. Yeah. So next up, the sh- this is the one they did well, but I still don't care. Shane versus the Miz, false count anywhere. I excited the to see what Shane jumps I don't off care of. About. <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah, could care less. You didn't get excited when Shane called his uh, Miz's dad Potato Face? Nope. I can't wait for um, Shane to really hope the Miz catches him, and he doesn't, as he as he doesn't catch fucking anyone. Man, that's actually the the biggest rivalry going in is uh, Miz's inability to catch people and Shane's inability and, to and not jump off of things. Shane's twenty five year feud with gravity. So, <laughs> so yeah, there this we go. is a good time. Yep, I mean, hopefully someone gets hurt, right, guys? <laughs> yes, I guess seems the way it's going. Shane's Am I falling right? off something high, maybe for the last time. So you you care about this less than Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor for the yep. IC title? Yeah, you care. About about this less than four-way tag match for the women's tag titles? Um, yeah, maybe yeah, There not. we go. I knew I, I knew to get you. I was going to do SmackDown tag titles first, but I knew what the ace in the hole was. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about those women tag titles at all. <laughs> there just hasn't been much of a build since. Like, all right, cool, you won it in a, in a six-way match. Yeah. Now we're going to put you in a four-way match. Like, you know, just not really having, a, yeah. uh, like, a clear... Also, four way for both the women's tag and the SmackDown, and then I, Raw I doesn't have a I, match. I, I you could have changed. That's why I think the scramble for the Raw and the SmackDown would have been great. And you also would have switching of brands. You could have had like yeah. you know, Rude and uh, you know, Gable. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, wait, you got it wrong. Yeah, Rude and Gable. Bobby uh, Rude and Jason Jordan. <laughs> you could have them win the SmackDown, yeah. and then you could have the Usos randomly win the Raw, and it's like, oh, I guess they're on Raw from now on, and like you get an early sh- shakeup, um, and you get a cool WrestleMania. Moment. I don't know women's tag match. Oh, see, we'll see how Beth Phoenix does in a return. That's kind of that's cool. true. I'm, I'm, that's I am excited. I'm excited about that. If there's any chance for Natty to not still be awful. Beth Phoenix is the only key like, to fixing that. The clip that. of her of Beth know holding, holding the ropes open under. for Natty, and she goes underneath. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, oh, good time. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> I don't know. My favorite feud right now is Braun Strowman versus Weekend Update Crew. <laughs> I'm still into it. I was hoping for uh, I saw for, Wade's eyes for a Nicholas like return. Over. That would have been great. <laughs> Um, the fact that it's going to be Colin Jost and Michael Che winning the Andre, hey, it means more than it has in the past. I, um, uh, <laughs> Gronk's going to win, I call it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did just show that on Raw. Like, hey, remember that time Gronk was it? And then Gronk oh, just who's retired, retired now? Oh, yeah, look at that. And look at and Mojo Raleigh's hanging on by a thread. He needs Gronk to come back so bad. Someone needs to snip that thread. <laughs> Wade, uh, how long will your wrestling fandom last uh, into a Gronk-Mojo Raleigh tag team run? Tag team championship run. First of all, first of all, <laughs> the WWE knows that Gronk's a far superior person to ever stick in a tag team with Mojo Rawley. Um Do they know that? Yes. He's a star. He's a star. They would they wouldn't bring in a name and then stick him with Mojo Rawley. Mm. Yeah, they would. Why would they do that? He's a They're celebrity. Best friends. It doesn't yeah. matter. He's already it a hype, bro. It doesn't matter. It, he's not easiest transition. Oh my god. Guarantee. You're, no, you're right. Nicholas is actually a better tag team champion, which I'm sad there's no Nicholas return this year. Maybe they'll surprise us. I'm not. <laughs> Maybe he'll be the one to, he'll he'll low bridge the weekend update crew as they go for a double uh, bounce off the ropes. I don't know. That's all I care about for WrestleMania. That's what I I will say for. for the the Battle Royals, they did a good job with a, like, I didn't know why they did it, but on Tuesday they had, like, uh, a mixed tag, like, 
12 yeah, minute yeah, yeah. I didn't but, see it, but I heard about it today. Oh, they, it sounded amazing. It was, they, they finished with uh, some some great just Nikki going after Shelton Benjamin and like choking him out and getting yeah, the buff over that. the top. I did see that. And then uh, I love everything Nikki crossed. Yes. <laughs> Me too. She is a so shining good. star. Obviously, they uh, ended it with Oscar and who was the Jeff Hardy? Jeff Hardy. Yeah, them celebrating. There you go, Jeff over the top rope. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, good times. Uh, that's there's there's like <laughs> the trophy still looks like a uterus. <laughs> also, uh, to, speaking of that, why does Rey Mysterio's pants look like that now? Like he has this weird design on the front, right around it, the crotch area. I feel like sometimes it looks like be, a thong. I think it's supposed to be like a question mark, like the Mysterio kind of oh, logo, man. like rebranding. No. It's but awful. It, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> why does he keep sticking symbols in between goat? Greatest Rey Mysterio mask of all time? Yeah. That's what it stands for? Because it looks stupid. Uh, his mohawk looks stupid. His new singlet style tights that, that are like skin colored looks stupid. I half agree. Are I you like, turning I like heel the, I like on Rey Mysterio the, uh, right now? I'm starting to because he I looks like the mohawk. stupid. I like the mohawk. I don't mm -mm. like the singlet. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, he needs to go back to looking like Rey Mysterio. He's just like, it's a totally weird looking mask. I hate it. Um, yeah. I've never, I've it never looks like a little horsey. I've never liked... <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked the mask that has like no. the exposed back of the head look. It was weird. Me uh, either. I don't like that, yeah. but I could deal with it more without the mohawk. Um, mm. I'd rather have full mask with a mohawk than regular mm. mask. Uh, yeah, we're I, really I, splitting hairs here. I, yeah, I why, are you, why are you mad at his little Sebastian look? I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless little Sebastian, first of all. Um, you know he had a song wrote about him? Yes. It was the, <laughs> the greatest song ever written. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I don't really care about the Battle Royals in terms of booking them. I'm not going to be like the fans that are upset. Yeah. They're, they're a decent time. Uh, if they're not too long, you get, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people in there to I, figure out. It, it's always fun to guess who's like the final four and then who's yeah. the last one. Uh, obviously, the winner doesn't fucking matter, and that's probably yeah. the biggest problem. Is that, the what, only problem with the Andre is when it's over. Battle Royals in the moment are really fun to watch. Doesn't matter what it's for. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's for fucking nothing. Come so. on. We get to watch him bring out this stupid ass trophy for two weeks. <laughs> they get to, st yeah. get to stand next to I'm it. I'm going to pose next pose. to it. Look, yeah. look at me. Oh, fuck. No. God, it's supposed to be a high of 64 in New Jersey on Sunday. Why Low you, of 50. Why are you bringing these things out? Oh, like, is, is it, just, are they going to be in a open air stadium? Yeah. Is, it's, 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 it's open air? MetLife. I hate the open air stadiums. Um, I just, don't. I think it's cool every once in a while. I think that I don't know. ruins a good Undertaker entrance. I'll tell you that. That's true. It's during the day, yeah. <laughs> like, Which the sun's shining behind. What you. was it, San Francisco? Like the yeah, Levi him and the stadium? like. I think it was the Bray Wyatt match. Uh -huh. where both their entrances look dumb. You're like, oh, this doesn't make like, sense. You have the moon in your Titan Tron, yet the sun is shining behind you. Look cool in Orlando, but that's East Coast time. So yeah, Word. I I feel like. Some of the the California ones are fine just because of the sunlight works yeah. just long enough, but it's still weird. Like there's just an aspect to it that kind of it always reminds you, you of WrestleMania nine. Is that why it sucks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean that's yeah. a bad memory for everyone. Other so, than Bobby Heenan riding backwards yeah. on a was it a camel or an yeah. elephant? I don't know. Camel. Yeah, he's riding backwards on a camel. After that, all downhill. Jim Ross debuted in a toga, so <laughs> I mean one of the most uncomfortable looks ever. It's literally the last person that should ever be wearing a toga. <laughs> All right, so uh, 
we're not going to talk about the cruiserweight match because we, we, know, we know that where that goes. <laughs> just smashed myself with the okay? windscreen. I like went to like. I mean, yeah, I've noticed, been, I've, I, I've noticed you've been having trouble with. It. I know. I know that Max said don't touch the mic. I think he meant just don't touch anything. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> this, yeah. this thing ain't helping. Sorry. So I guess I have to get one uh, pop filter just for your mic, so you don't break everything during the podcast. <laughs> All right. So uh, real quick, NXT Takeover <laughs> New York. Uh, this. Is, uh, this is going to be all you guys because I don't know nothing about what's going on here. So quick rundown. You got uh, tag titles, War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet, which is interesting since they're also in the SmackDown tag titles the mm-hmm. next night. Uh, Pete Dunne versus Walter, which I haven't got a good look at Walter, but that sounds Ooh, like a good time. I am excited uh, for that. Velveteen Dream with the North American title facing off with Matt Riddle. Uh, that one just okay. contrasting styles. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you get to the women's uh, four-way with Shane, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. Uh, at this point, I, I'm going to go on the record as saying I feel like Shayna Baszler's run as champion has been underwhelming considering I expected really great things from her. But most of the time where Asuka was putting you know matches of the night during her takeovers, Shayna Baszler's have been a little bit underwhelming. No, no bad matches really, mm-hmm. but not up to it's- the standard I'd want it to be. Even the Nikki Cross one was just kind of lackluster. It's kind of lowered as yeah. far as like most enjoyable matches. Her matches have been lowered down on the card lately. Like, yeah, I think really since that that kind of last real run with um, Kyrie Sane, uh, even the final match of that wasn't super yeah. amazing. It was it was very good. I thought it was but okay. like after that. Um, Ended, it's just kind of fizzled, I feel like. But I, I'm i excited for Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane. Oh, yeah. I think that no, match That up, match is going to be great. Um, so this might be the chance for them to finally get back to that level where they are trying to steal the show. Um, and then, obviously, last match is the one got to be excited about. Johnny Gargano versus uh, Adam Cole. Two out of three uh, falls for the vacant NXT title. Yeah. The future 205 Live champion. Watch out, Buddy Murphy. One of them's coming for you. <laughs> God, fuck you. So... <laughs> In fairness, most of that is just telling you that's where Vince is going to put them. Like Johnny Gargano, no. they they already started the rumor immediately. Once they saw him standing next to Cesaro, that shit was over, yo. It's like the done. It's like, it's like the rumor. It's like uh, Vince still thinks that the undisputed era are roadies. Like, <laughs> um, I heard a pretty good spoiler. Oh, did you? Um, like not really spoiler, but big rumor. Yeah. Um, is that um undisputed era could be debuting at WrestleMania with a fourth member. Kevin, you know, Kevin Owens, the fifth member. Mm. Oh yeah, fifth member. Yeah, yeah, it's fifth member now. Yeah, Kevin Owens is a new member of Undisputed Era. Okay, I would be into that. I'm not. Oh my, I'm not against that. Oh my god, it, it sounds. Made say it. If, if you're gonna add it, anyone, and, to and, Undisputed and it would Era. be like, like it would be like a cross, um, like yeah. a cross brand promotion. Like they would yeah. go like, to Raw and SmackDown both. Sounds like fan fiction. Yeah, um, but, 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 I like it. I'm not against it. Erotic fan fiction. Yeah. It'll last two days. Anything with Adam Cole is erotic. It'll last two days before Adam Cole sent down to a five live, but I like it. I like the idea. Well, they of can it. take over that too. <laughs> I'm going to fight you for real. Once again, I, you tell me you don't think Vince thinks that? I don't care what he thinks. I don't want you to say it. It's hurting my feelings. When he's I don't want done you to fighting stop. you. Well, I'm, I'm going to smooch you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ethan, I'm sorry that you're so weak willed and emotional about this. And Wade, I would also like an don't apology. Don't smooch me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, I, I just real quick. Obviously, I think I know the answer for at least Wade. Uh, what's the match that you're most excited about on that card, Ethan? For uh, Mania or for for, for NXT takeover? takeover? I guess if you want to go with this whole thing and be like, this is the of one the I can. Yeah. No, no, I mean I'll just go takeover. Um, I mean Velveteen Dream. Maybe yeah. I knew yeah. that was good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, the, and then Wade. I think we know what yours yeah. is. What do you think it's going to be? The only one you know: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. 
Um, either that or War Raiders. I, yeah. say, I, I love the I'll War say, Raiders. You're gonna tell me this guy right here isn't a massive War Raiders bark. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I think he is. War, war, He's like war, constantly war. halfway to a cosplay of of War Raider. Yeah, but he's also like he, <laughs> he's he's playing the wrong side. Like he he's building up the appearance to be part of the War Raiders, but he's also been like beating down the door to be Adam Cole's personal like assistant. So what's his name? Who? Adam Cole? Bebe. God damn it. Got him. Got him. Uh, did you? That. I just learned that the War Raiders' names are Hanson and Rowe. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what their names were. Get real, man. I had no Come idea. Come on now. No idea. Get the fuck out of here. They're, they're entertaining. I just didn't they know are, their names. They are very entertaining. I am a fan. So I would definitely go... It's Gargano Cole. Because I would say that's the I, other one that, like, right now, my two favorite wrestlers in the world are Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. I, it's also very interesting because at this point you've had the Johnny Gargano storyline play out where he's always so close but can't get it. And, y- yeah, he got the North American Championship for a little bit, but, like, it's not that's not the point. The point is getting that NXT title and now going up against Adam Cole in a two out of three falls. That tells you what direction they're going to go with Johnny Gargano from here on out. And I'm excited for that, especially now that, you know, Ciampa's injured. Like yeah. it's important. Like yeah. what what do you do with him? Because that's kind of, they were tied together. God damn it, Chompa injured. Man. It sucks, man. But <sighs> at the end of the day though, you know, if you're gonna reboot and figure out what you're doing, yeah. uh smart move going, Gargano and Adam Cole, Bay Bay. In the <laughs> and two out of three falls. You don't get that a lot. And I feel like whenever you do, it's usually a really good match. So I'm excited for that. I, I think hands down, that's that's the one. But you know, War Raiders, Alistair Black, Ricochet, I think that one's more impactful due to the fact that they could win and take the belts into a tag match at WrestleMania. So there's no not going to be like no Kyle O'Reilly match anywhere. Not on not on the card right now. Mm. A, that is unfortunate. Yeah. I'm a like, big Kyle I might like Kyle O'Reilly more than Adam Cole at this point. Mm, that's weird. More and than I, more and, than who? Adam Cole Bebe. There you go. And I like Tommaso Ciampa more than any of them. He's that's like he is the See, best I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I originally was like really excited about uh Bobby Fish. I was excited mm, about yeah. like him initially, and then he got injured, and yeah. then like kind of got you know just put to the back, and then Roderick Strong was one that I was like, I don't really like. I get that the matches are good, but mm-hmm. you know the, the personalities, the face wasn't working for me. Yeah, but goddamn, once he goes with Undisputed, it's like yeah. God, he became that, that was the missing piece. For he became Roddy that Strong, heel yeah. character Woo. that it's like, man, I think they tried it with a lot of other guys that mm-hmm. like it doesn't quite work. You know, even like a Sami Zayn where they can't quite like. I, I liked what he was doing as a heel when they turned him, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't heating up matches. And how many weeks ago were they talking about Sami Zayn's return? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> they were running vignettes for it, and then six member of Undisputed God. Era. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that uh, right now, Roderick Strong, like that's one where if you did break them up, because we had talked about it, do you bring up Adam Cole by himself? What do you do? Like, if that was to happen, I think Roderick Strong right now has found a gimmick that will work on its own. And I wouldn't have imagined that when, even when he turned, I was like, oh, that's a cool move. But I didn't think uh-huh. he would turn into a character that I'm like, oh shit, he could do this standalone. And he's still in that same boat as all the other ones where he's just not quite big enough, you know, like, yeah. especially where he doesn't have the charisma necessarily that the Adam Cole has. You're going to fall into that pitfall where like, why would Vince back you if you are not that charismatic and small, you know, yeah. you need something that distinguishes you, but He's close. He, that heel gimmick got him a lot closer than he ever was. So, uh, not saying he's my favorite of Undisputed Era, but I'm pleasantly surprised by what he's done with that group. Uh, yeah, I, I, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about for WrestleMania weekend before we 
get on out of here and uh, gear up for like 12 hours of wrestling. It's yeah, it's happening. Um, and TakeOver's on Friday. Is it on Friday? Yes. Because yeah, the, that's Because right. the Hall of Fame is, is that what Saturday. Well, because the, uh, isn't the, the uh, Madison Square Garden show, the like Ring of Honor New Japan show, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's on also, Saturday, yeah. and I think they didn't want to butt up against it, too. That makes sense. That's weird. That's my, that's my understanding of why they moved it to Friday. See, I thought they were just having it like Hall of Fame first and then take over because they got rid of like the inductors. They got like, oh, did that happen? I think so. Oh, really? That's oh. what I heard is they're going to not have them do because makes sense because they never announced them this year. And it was running. Uh, it, yeah. it kept running long and you don't want to like start doing the walk off music to the people you're inducting. Yeah. So why don't just cut out the people who are doing a full set before they bring out the guy who's actually going to the Hall of Fame. Makes sense to kind of you, you can know, go ahead and turn that the music back. on Hillbilly Jam. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're, we're ready to hear someone else talk. Yeah. So uh yeah, I, I think that uh if they do that that smart works either way. But yeah, I thought I thought it was just gonna be both on Saturday. I didn't realize they moved it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah NXT's for sure because I think last year the Hall of Fame was on Friday. And then, yeah. and then, you know, but, but yeah, this year's for sure. Um, in it, cause I saw it on Twitter today. Hey, everyone, just a reminder NXT is yeah. on Friday this yeah. year and not Saturday. Shit. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm glad I, so I didn't tell anybody this. This is at the end, the sad moment. I, I told Ethan, actually. Uh, I don't get to watch WrestleMania the day of. I got to work. Me either. So do uh, I. So it's like the next day going to just right. watch, or that night and then into the morning. I'm not yeah. going to sleep. Uh, I'm going to have Sunday night. the longest WrestleMania experience ever because I did. We, we did work it out. I am going to my brother Ian's house to watch WrestleMania. But he has a newborn. And this is going to be like a 15-hour event, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> you just like, have to pause every time the baby cries. Stop and start. Yeah. And then, oh, that oh, sucks. Man. We'll see. No, my, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll give me like but breaks that I need. <laughs> I was going between. to try to ask for like the Saturday off, which I, wouldn't have been a possibility anyways. But then it would have been really stupid if I asked for Saturday. And it's like, cool, I, like watch I took it off to watch the Hall of Fame. That's cool. <laughs> Whatever. So now I don't even it's know. My favorite. I don't even know what I get to do for Friday to try to try to watch TakeOver. Uh, it, it's going to be a fun weekend of wrestling, whatever days these happen to be on. And I'm excited <laughs> to come back next week and uh, talk about some more wrestling with you guys. And down the pike is uh, we eventually get past WrestleMania and we can build up our tolerance to watching uh, eight hours of wrestling. We get to watch eight hours of Kane as we build into the next Heroes and Heels podcast. So a lot of exciting things coming down the pike. But that's it. That's all we have for this episode of the Making of Mark Wrestling Show on the Tumblr Podcast. Later, Marks. <laughs>